Hey guys, this is James. Uh, just so you know, in case you didn't watch episode zero, this is kind of a spoiler review discussion of Hell House LLC, which is available on Amazon Prime or Shudder. You will probably get more enjoyment out of this if you watch the movie and then listen to this, but if not, enjoy the show. Hey guys, this is James and John Try Podcasting, episode one for this season. I'm James. With me is John. I'm John. You waved into the camera. We are an audio-only podcast, so that's great. Only? I, I thought I, this was going on YouTube at some point. I, it will probably just be audio with our little icon, but... Oh, okay. Know. Ignore the wave. <laughs> that was for and you, James. Thank you. I, I felt welcomed. Okay, good. <laughs> And we are a variety podcast, so that pretty much means we do whatever the fuck we want. So, and with today's episode, which we mentioned in episode zero, I made John watch a horror movie called Hell House LLC. Now, I watched this one before for Halloween of 2021, and it wasn't my favorite out of all the films I watched, but... I don't know, it stuck to me, and I kind of wanted to share it with you. So, uh, how about this? How about you, uh, John, can you give us the basic plot of Hell House LLC? <clears throat> or the beginning basic. of whatever, you know? Well, yeah, the basic plot is um, essentially a group of friends have started a company where they make haunted houses every year, and they're making one in, what was the location? Abaddon, New York. Right. Which and is they're like a small town. And they're going to an actually haunted house. Um, I mean, I feel like that's all you need to know. <laughs> like, things yeah, go uh, wrong from there. <laughs> yeah, the only real, real thing to know, it's like a five-man group, one female, uh, all white. And it's Abaddon, New York, which apparently they did a bunch of New York... Uh, like in the Bronx or Brooklyn, doing uh, these haunted houses, and they decided to do it Queens. outside of the city. What was that? Queens. They kept bringing up Queens. Yeah, yeah. So it's so that's the basic idea. And just so everyone knows, Hell House Inc. Uh, I keep calling it Hell House Inc. when it's LLC. Hell House LLC oh. came out in. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Just last thing I wanted to know, I guess, was that they live in the city, it seems like, so that they were able to stay at home. So kind of the thing that sets a lot of the things in motion here is that they have to stay in the haunted house Yeah. while they're there. Yeah. Uh, actually, this is a question I'll ask after I get through this, because I, it just popped into my head. But uh, Hell House LLC came out in 2016. It's about 92 minutes long. Uh, it actually spawned two sequels, so it's a trilogy. Hell House 2, The Abaddon Hotel, and Hell House 3, Lake of Fire. But here's the thing I didn't realize. I knew all that stuff, but I was looking for it on Amazon Prime, which is where this is available. Uh, is that where you watched it, John? Yeah. And it's also available on Shudder, and, and Shudder is also where you can get the other two movies. I don't believe it's available anywhere else that I that I know of. But there is a, apparently a director's cut of the first movie 
that it came out in 2020 and it's 130 minutes long. Doesn't that sound ridiculous after watching yeah. the movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, there, there are like some parts that are, uh, that could have used a little bit more explanation, which we'll get to later, but it's actually kind of a slow movie in the beginning, which is not a bad thing. Uh, not at all, no, but, but I, mean, I don't want to get too far into it, but I, I guess, <laughs> I guess I would have to watch it to know, but for me, it's like, it can't support the running time because it just keeping it short was the smartest thing they did because it doesn't overstay its welcome. The, the plot doesn't really kind of hold it together for that runtime. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you really got to get through that beginning, especially I feel like it gets good. Like I really started to get into it after a point. But I was like, why is James happy? <laughs> well, I mean, I was having a good time because it was funny to me. Yeah. I don't know if it was intentionally or not, but. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's intentional either. It definitely has that kind of just enough indie while still being professional in a mm-hmm. weird way. Yeah. Uh, did you watch it by yourself or did you I watch it with, it with Michelle? Okay. Do you watch a lot of horror movies? The only movie I know no. that you and I watch were like Cabin in the Woods, which was kind no. of more of a praise of horror films. Yeah, I, I don't watch a bunch of horror movies, but I've watched like all the ones that you would, you know, expect. Like I've watched all the Nightmare on Elm Street films, you know, Freddy Cougar. I've watched all the Chuckies. I've watched, you know, Friday the 13th. So I've watched enough horror movies, but I don't like Scream. You know, every, I've watched all the Scream. Yeah, I'm going to watch the new one for sure. I want to. I, I'm tired of all these people going like theaters only. Like fuck you. Put it on something where I can watch it. Yeah, we got to have a conversation about that at some point. Actually, oh, like maybe I, for the podcast. I don't. Um, uh, maybe a podcast or maybe the behind the scenes, which uh, episode one will be going up at the same time as this episode. So go check up our YouTube channel, which might be in the description if I figure out how to do that. The beginning of the film. The film is like a documentary of what happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's like supposed to be like a re- like for the news or if it's just like this separate kind of thing. It kind of feels like a separate kind of thing. I have a question, though. Yes. I mean, is the documentary supposed to be like we're watching a released documentary or we somehow got like a leaked version? And the reason why I asked that, I'll get more into it later, but there's stuff that it says in the end. And I kind of want to go more in chronological order um, that makes me go like. Was this not released? Because what you're saying doesn't really make sense. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the thing. Like, at some point, it does that whole, we already got you. You're not going to. Like, apparently, uh, the movie Jaws, mm-hmm. uh, like the exploding tank scene to kill the, the shark. Uh, apparently, someone on that set, apparently, that's not how it happened in the book. And someone on the set was just like, no one's going to believe this. No one's going to believe that thing explodes so much. And uh, that was Steven, uh, what's his last name? Spielberg? Yeah, Spielberg. He went, you know what? I had them for the first 75% of this movie. I'm going to have them for that last 5% too. Because their disbelief is already mine. So... It kind of has that element, but afterwards you start thinking about it. It's just like, yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I don't think it was released or if it was released, not to the what we would have saw, I guess, 
because it do- it doesn't make too much because there are shadowy figures in there, you know? There are some like fucked up uh the last part pretty much kind of like how do you even get the footage footage of that last part, you know? Yeah. I think uh, we we just need to start going through it because we're getting like cryptic and like <laughs> non-spoiler, yeah, yeah. even though we're gonna definitely get into spoilers. <laughs> so it starts up as a documentary. They're showing like the ambulance, the news reporting of the Abaddon Hotel, Hell House LLC. This uh, was supposed to be an entertainment uh, haunted house thing, and something went wrong in the basement, uh, and. The news, the police, everyone is pretty much silent on what happened. They're kind of saying it was a gas leak or something went wrong with one of the animatronics. But everyone knows it's kind of bullshit. No, no, no. What everyone knows is that they don't know. Exactly. That's one of the things I noticed, uh, noted is in the beginning of the movie, the words, I don't know are said so <laughs> many times. Yes, it's yes. hilarious. Even the people who are like supposed to be a part of like, like I, I, I helped investigate this, but I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. then like the, the person who was there, the exact line was, you want to know what I think happened that night? I don't know. <laughs> right after the guy said, I don't know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It does a kind of good job because they had like actors to play like the historian, uh, apparently, like a photo uh, photographer, like broke into the building and took pictures, showing like blood, like handprints on the walls, and even goes into like him saying, like, uh, I got to the stairs of the basements and I just, I pretty much put my camera down there, took pictures, and got the fuck out of there because no way in hell I was gonna go down those steps. Like, yeah. really? Okay. Another thing I noted here, it's not a part of the plot. It's just something I wanted to put out there because she told me while we were watching the movie, Michelle punched a person at a haunted house. So was it just a good scare or was it just... It was, um, it was she, yeah, she just got scared and she just, uh, for some reason, that was her reaction. And I was like, wow. That, first wow. off, that's hilarious, but also fucked up. You went into the haunted house. That employee did not deserve that. <laughs> But I, we were watching when shit was going down, you know, that first, because the, the first clip is one that leaked onto the internet, right? And that's like all the internet yes, has. something that yeah. went on YouTube, which yeah. by the way, all the footage is like from camcorders. And I think this is supposed to take place in like 2015, maybe like 2013. I'm just like, weren't like iPhones a thing by then? I feel <laughs> like we should have been seeing, if this movie was made today... It would be all that would be vertical. A lot of it would be, but there's people who record, you know, who know how to use a phone. Well, yes. Well, back in the day, we used to shame the people who did vertical, and now TikTok's a thing, and that we can't shame them anymore. (laughs) Well, what I will say is, despite you know using camcorders, whatever, um, I liked at least it's not something that holds up throughout the entire movie, but um, during that like clip that the, is released to the internet that we're seeing the movie open with essentially you can't see shit but i liked that like it, it was like it kept it more mysterious and also made more sense you're running for your life you're not doing a good job of recording what's going on around you you know what i mean oh, like yeah. like it's like bad angles and like falling apart and like and i was like that they don't do that in a lot of like you know you know hand cam horror stuff it's like it's too good sometimes you know 
I, I believe the term <clears throat> is found footage. Yes, in the found footage. Yeah, no, a lot of time found footage is just like, wow, this person has a background in photography, huh? Right. But but at least, see, I guess um, later on in the movie, I guess you could chalk it up to he is a cameraman and that's why it's better. And like, you know, he's, some people are like that actually, right? They're so used to recording all the time that no matter what's going on. like, Are we talking are about the, with the documentary crew or yeah, with the, right. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the rest of the whole movie because the guys who are hosting this haunted house, they're documenting it as well. And that camera work is shoddy at best. <laughs> oh, I have it written down. It takes place in 2009, apparently. There was something about, yeah, they, they um, started their company in 2002. And this is seven years in when they're at the Avedon okay. Hotel. So yeah, maybe phones weren't as prevalent. But also, it's kind of weird to take, like, a fucking video camera into a haunted house. That just seems weird. Yeah. As they um, start doing this documentary, one of the surviving people from the um, Hell House LLC, uh, her name is Sarah, I believe, and she comes in and uh, she gives them video footage, which they send some guy to review it. But then they start questioning her, and that's when the movie kind of really starts as it starts uh, interlacing uh, what they recorded at uh, while, you know, starting this, uh, the Hell House, and also going between questions with the girl. Yeah. And, and this is um, going back and forth between that and the footage. So yeah. we're like... It's interesting because like it's just I again, I think that kind of works like it's like making you more confused because you're not getting any answers out of anyone. So that's one of the notes I have is Sarah's the worst interview to start. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she is totally useless. Um, And it's we that kind of gets explained, you know, later on for a while. It's yeah. like even if you're, you know, having PTSD, like I feel like why'd you even come if you're you know what I mean? Like, what is this? Um, But uh, also like the guy when they're going back and forth between the guys. I have noted here because at first it was the first guy, you know, I think he was the one with the hair combed back or something. Actually, they Alex, both might. the good looking guy, the guy who has the girlfriend, Sarah. No, no, not in the group. I'm talking about the two people that they're interviewing that were like, like there was like oh, the guy okay, with okay. the mustache and then the guy that's yeah, yeah. like, yeah, he's like, I don't know. The guy that keeps saying, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah. but when the first guy came up, I said, guy being interviewed is a murderer, regardless of the plot of this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and then, and then when the second guy came up, I changed it to all males being interviewed are murderers, regardless of the oh plot of the God. movie. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, then, uh, well, where do you want to go starts. from the Sarah point? Yeah. Uh, well, the movie starts and it's them driving to the Abaddon Hotel and you kind of see that there is friction within the team. Uh, I'm just going to name three people. There's like five people of this team. There's Alex, who's like the company owner. He's the one making decisions. Uh, he's the one that I guess they bought the hotel. That's the thing I'm not sure of if they bought it or whatever, uh, or if they just got permission to use it. But, um, uh, I mean, they also could have been like, I, I, yeah, I don't remember. I, I really don't remember. Yeah. So they, it, that wasn't really spelt out. Then there's Sarah, his girlfriend, which that's great to have in your business. Um, and then there's Paul, the camera guy or the main camera guy. Yeah. 
There's two other guys. One of them is Mac. And the only reason why I remember his name is because, yeah, the only reason why I remember his name is because I was trying to pay attention to like little details early on to see if there was like any reason for them um, or if I could get any information. And they had an argument outside the car. And Sarah's like, oh, yep, Mac and Alex always arguing. And but the thing is, like, we don't know what they're arguing about. Like, it doesn't do anything other than, I guess, maybe to tell you, like, there's tension between them. But, like, I don't really know what the purpose was. Um, Apparently, they were having a hard time, like, finding the hotel or, like, the guy driving was like, I where the fuck are we going? It didn't add to like, I don't know. You could just that that could have been a throwaway line inside the car. I was just like, why are they out? Because because remember, they didn't just argue. They left the car to argue. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, they didn't want to have the argument in front of their coworkers, which seems to be a theme. Um, <laughs> We'll get to that later, I guess. But there is tension and it seems like Mac, if that is his name, um, if that is, uh, he is like the best friends with Alex. And then. Here's the thing. I kept mixing up um, Mac with the other white guy, who I think might have been named Tony or Andrew. Or Tony, something no, like Tony, that. Tony. Tony was a name. Yeah. Okay, so his. I kept mixing up those two. They looked so similar to me to the point I thought I had like uh, face blindness. I'm just like, are are you the same people? <laughs> how how much of this was improvised? I'm sorry. Do you know that at all? I don't. I did not look into that. I wouldn't be surprised. There had to be some. Yeah, because like it. even this is again, I don't know why I'm stuck. Why that scene stuck on me for so long. But like when they're arguing outside the car, Sarah says, like in the latest episode of um, why are Mac and Alex arguing? Mac and Alex arguing. I was like, well, that doesn't answer the question that you just said. <laughs> like, I need to know. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, why would you write that? <laughs> Yeah, no, the like the best, the better writing of that would be another episode of Mac and Alex arguing episode 15 or yeah. whatever. Or just, yeah, just that they're arguing, not why. But anyways. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that but, you know, the weird thing is that made it more feel more authentic because, yeah, she's just saying shit. Yeah, she's that's true. I mean, like, so I was going to say in that. You know, to that point, like. They bring up Hitch and how it's like, I guess, an underrated <laughs> movie. And I was like, facts. <laughs> like, they are right. Will Smith carries the hell out of that movie. It's great because of him, though. Like, if you put anybody else, it wouldn't work. <laughs> but, <Right>. but yeah, <laughs> that was good. Uh, so, you know, they're, they are friends. There's some tension, but it seems nice. They get to the hotel, which is like, was apparently abandoned or it kind of gets more into it, into the story. But I guess we'll get to it now. Apparently, the lore of the story is the owner there uh, was accused of people disappearing, so he hung himself. And there's also, like, apparently Abaddon is this thing from the Bible, which is the devil who guards the gates of hell. I don't know if we're going to get into it anymore, um, but I was going to say that's one thing that was kind of lame, is that it's like another... It was, it's a satanic panic film, essentially. <laughs> I mean, yes. And it kind of gets into that because when they get to the hotel, it's messed up. Um, and the Alex guy is just like, look at all the set dressing we already have. It's just like, bitch, you have to clean all this up and then put it back down. Like, what the fuck? But they get into the basement, which has like pentagrams and Bibles all over the floor. Scary. Just scary right off, right? Because... <laughs> 
satanic people, you know, apparently. And <laughs> yeah. And you know, but here's the thing. You can easily uh throw that away just be like, yeah, teenagers broke into the fucking hotel. They're fucking around, you know, doing shit. Like yeah. that's that wasn't creepy to me. The first like creepy part is the walkie-talkies. Where the walkie-talkies start making a weird chanting noise, like someone whispering into their ears. Yeah. And then it and then it comes on and they're like, oh, weird feedback. I don't know. It's like, what do you mean weird feedback? Someone was clearly <laughs> whispering something. Like, I well, want to take that audio in hand and be like, what are they saying? Well, in fairness, in fairness, I think that that's kind of realistic. Like, I feel like, um, uh, what was the main guy's name again? Sorry, I'm just blanking. Uh, Alex? Yes, Alex. Or- so you know how he just kind of ignores everything through the whole everything. movie i think it makes a little sense because i feel like if you're doing a job like that your mind can play games on you pretty easily so you kind of get used to like overthinking things so then the solution is to just not think about it you know what i mean to just kind of like be like oh, whatever you know, like this happens all the yeah. time you know i mean it, it goes it gets to an extreme with him of course oh, oh yes <laughs> but yes but i'm just saying to the chanting thing like you could easily be like eh, that wasn't what i that wasn't what I heard. <laughs> yeah. Or we got a radio frequency or something. Something. So pretty much they have a month to get this thing into shape because they get there at the end of August. Uh, so they got November into October. They take a week to get the electric up and then they start staying at the hotel. And I have 26 minutes into the movie, which is where we get uh, like the main creepy thing. Where Paul, the camera guy, is in his bed with the camera facing him. It's dark in the background, but there's like a red light for some reason. A haunted house, I guess. And you just see like a figure walk into his room as he's talking to the camera. And first of all, Paul is very horny. He wants to fuck girls. Uh, he's saying like how Alex doesn't it's, like it's, to share it's cringy. Sarah. That that stuff is cringy. Yeah, and that was the thing where I was like, "What? I would have fired you." Right. I mean, I guess the idea is again they're supposed to like wait. When did he join? Because some of them are friends and some of them like started. With he was this. one of the hires. He was one of the hires. Yeah. Okay. So that it makes more sense that he would have been fired by now. Because if he was like someone they knew, it's like, well, he's always been like whatever excuse you can chalk up to it if he's your friend. But, like, this person you hired, you just let him be a creep all the time? Yeah. Because it, because it would be one thing it was just in that, like, vlog moment, but he continues it. And, you know, it's, I guess it's, like, funny, but also just, like, dude, take it down, like, five notches. But that's the thing. I mean, like, I mean, I prefer, you know, him not be a creep in general, but, like, it should have, yeah. if you're going to leave that stuff, it should be funnier. You know, there's, there's like, funnier lines they could have done, and it just was, like... It was, I mean, but maybe that's his character, right? Like, I, I, I don't know why he wouldn't be fired. I guess maybe because it's, like, hard to hire a group of people who are just going to do haunted yeah. houses, maybe? I don't know. Especially because it sounds like he also helped out with setting up cameras. Uh, he seems willing to help test he, out all he the things. He knows a lot of the technical stuff, yeah. Yeah. Even though he's not the tech guy. I think um, Mac was the tech guy. Yeah. The figure's in the back, and then he turns around. It's not one of those things where the figure comes in and then walks out, and he doesn't notice. No, he noticed, and he goes like, Sarah? He talk- what, yeah, he what? talks to the, the figure. Yeah, like, what are you doing here? Is everything okay? And then it walks out, and it's like, that was weird. Like, what? But, 
But again, the reason why he's able to do that is because they probably play tricks on each other all the time. He's thinking that's just one of my friends dressed up. Like, why are you messing with me? And then yeah, that's it. I guess. And I man, <laughs> there's a lot in this movie. It's just like dumb white people. Um, I should say this as a half white person. I I look white, but I'm half white, and I'm disappointed in these white people. <laughs> I mean. It's a movie. It, it, not just dumb white, dumb white people in a movie, specifically. Like, that's the extreme. <laughs> so, I have written down here, creepy camera guy, check. Girl in underwear, check. And then dumb white people, check. That's what I wrote in my notes. Because, like, I think the next scene is literally, he's walking to um, Alex and Sarah's room. Uh, and the door's kind of open. But she's laying in bed. She has a tank top and just underwear on. And you see her like ass yeah and he just creepily just continues and walks in and yeah. go yeah he's like all up in their face after a point and just yeah being... and he, and you know the boyfriend alex is just like don't what the fuck is wrong with you blah 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 and he's like no no i came in here for a reason and then he turns the camera to sh- uh, sarah I, again i think he also said like you you would like you wouldn't have left the door open or you shouldn't have left the door something like that right like that yeah. they kind of invited it and it's like yeah which is creepy, but I also like, why is that door open? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, I get there a friend group, but even with friends, I close my door, you know? Like, I don't know. Especially when your girlfriend is like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have a girlfriend, but it just seems weird. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was just, again, it's just to continue that, you know, character. Like, oh, this is who he is. I, I I don't know why that's why they the way they wanted to make his character because his character could have been funny like it I feel like that the person who was playing that character could be funny you know what I mean it yeah. just they just gave him a shit character <laughs> but the thing is kind of Paul is also like the main character because in a way like it kind of shares between him and Sarah in a way because we're seeing it from his point of view for most of yeah it. but also it kind of goes from this happy kind of perverted guy who also goes on to like start he actually starts witnessing these things and starts freaking out and going like no dude this is not right yeah and that's and you know you would think that would be a you know a red flag for everyone else but i guess not um so he tells them the actors are here they hire three actors which seems a bit low by the way, I, I have that noted. I don't know I, why it annoyed me as well, but like, why did they have to be met outside? Yeah, and it was raining. Yeah, that's, that's why I was like, this is so weird. Like, you're making them hold umbrellas outside in the rain. I wouldn't want this job after that interview or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think it, that might have, might have been like just a, it must have been a weird thing. Like, they went, greeted them. Guy, I'd, I, I'd be surprised if they had the interview outside the whole time, because it seemed more like, oh, he went out to greet him, and then they see the guy taping them. And the three actors they hired was an older woman, a kind of big, hefty guy, and this um, petite young girl. Who, Not just any guy. Joey. Joey. I, I His had name hear- gets said a lot. Yeah, and, and so I had a note here. It's just stupid. Uh, Joey holds this film together. <laughs> God. Um, I guess. Uh, 
<laughs> and it goes on like it it gets stated that Joey um is like was the sole survivor from the uh employees but he hung himself like two or three days later. Yeah. I mean we'll get into why I guess once we get to that point but cuz I have another note for Joey. It's it, it uh he sucks. Yeah, that that's the other part. It says Joey holds this film together and then it says Joey is a piece of shit. <laughs> like update, Joey is a piece of shit. You were talking about when he was interviewing them or bringing the actors in. Oh, uh, the other like thing is like pretty young girl. So Paul, the camera guy who's on the balcony videotaping this, which he got some good audio from that, you know, for being yeah. such far away. But, you know, yeah, whatever. even with the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you just see him like gain close ups on this girl who I'm just like, she seems young. Like, maybe, hopefully 20, but for, like, a little bit, I was like, is she maybe 18 or something? She seems young. I think they probably wanted that, because it was like, you know, she kind of just went along with everything, so it's like, you know, she didn't really know what she was getting herself into, maybe she's, like, a little naive or something, and and then she got stuck in that terrible situation, because I feel like if you're a bit older, again, we'll get into it once that part comes, but, like, yeah, you wouldn't just let that even happen we can just say what their jobs were um the older woman was kind of the entrance introducer like hey come on in i'm creepy joey was supposed to be like muscle and uh because uh the ending part of the house is in the basement where they were gonna have the girl i think her name was sam i honestly don't remember i think it was sam but they were gonna have her chained up in her underwear in the basement and they couldn't get cameras in the basement because the walls were too thick, which I would have been like, you run a fucking wire. Who cares if you can see this bright ass orange wire, you run a fucking wire. You don't do this to this poor girl. Yeah. But they're like, uh, Joey would be down there with her all night with the key to the manacle. So if someone starts fucking with her, so, so, but that's what I was about to say as well is why would you allow yourself and why would they want to actually handcuff her with something that she needs a key for? Like, and not only that, insane. like, it's like manacles. Like, yeah. she can't move her hands. Like, you could have done, like, that's a safety hazard regardless of a haunted house. <laughs> yes, yes. But they, you know, the thing is, like, if, first of all, yeah, sure, the Joey part is good. There should be multiple keys for the handcuffs where Joey has one. There should be one kept safely in the control room. And I would say there should be one in the actor's hand the whole time and have it be more traditional handcuffs, like a cop's handcuffs, so she can, you know, lift up her hands, maneuver, and boom. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the safest uh, thing. And the fact that they kind of fucked it up in multiple ways. I'm going to get to theories about why I think it happened this way, but... It, it's fucked up. Safety was not the number one issue. And actually, we'll get to that later because I have it written down somewhere here. But um, as they keep going through, they learn the history of the Abaddon Hotel. You know, person hung himself, uh, people disappearing, that bullshit. Nothing about the demons. No one knows about Abaddon being a demon in the Bible, which right. I don't even know if that's true or not. Uh, let's see. What do I have here? Oh, Okay. So 40 minutes in, we get the real first, like, creepy scare 
which was the clown. So they set up clowns in the basement and they even say like, oh, the clown heads can't move. They're mannequins. They, we can't get them to move. We don't have enough time or money to get it to do it, which sucks, but whatever. It's so creepy. <laughs> so this, the camera guy is looking for one of the people and I think it was Tony and he's going through the house and you're like, oh, it's creepy. And he's making jokes about the house as he goes through it. And then he gets to the stairs of the basement and the clown mannequin is just standing there looking down the stairs. At first he thinks it's his friend dressed up as the clown. Oh, haha, what are you doing? What are you looking at? And he starts looking down the basement and he doesn't see anything. And then he comes back and the clown is looking straight at him. And he's like, oh, <laughs> whatever. Good joke. What, tell me when you're ready to work. I think at that point, did he think it was a person until the head turned? And then maybe at that point, he was like, oh, like, that's how they, you know. Like no, that no was I think it was still a person because he, as he was walking away, he was just like, whatever, man. Tell me when you're ready to actually get to work. God, yeah. We have shit to do. And he's walking back. And when he gets back to the entrance, he sees the guy he was looking for, Tony. And everyone was... else was in town. Yeah. So he freaks out, he runs back, and the clown is gone, and is back sitting in the basement. So he shows that to everyone else, and they're just like, oh, how did you do this? Good prank, bro. Yeah, they think Good he's prank. messing with them now, yeah. And it's just like, and the thing is, when he didn't admit to it, it's just like, how do you not go like, like, I don't know, would he really like keep it up for so long? Because he seems freaked out. He seems yeah. genuinely freaked out about it. He plays that very well. And it's just like, man. But then they go back to day-to-day -day shit of getting the hotel together. They're showing how Joey can pop his eye out halfway. And I was like, fuck you. Don't ever do that again on camera. Yeah. <laughs> it's really fucked up. <laughs> I, I don't like eye stuff. I'm surprised they didn't use that, though, as a part of anything. You know? No, it was just like a cheap uh, joke later where they had like a fake eyeball going like, oh, Joey did his trick again and he came right out. Oh. Yeah. Well, I just mean like as a part of his job or something, like you can do something freaky. Not just He was literally hired to be muscle, though. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing. Man, when shit like this is happening to your coworkers, like, come on, I would at least stop staying there. <laughs> because if shit's moving on its own, like... Come on. I mean, I guess the idea was they couldn't stop staying there, right? Because they used the money for that yeah. place, and they're used to, again, staying home or something. But yeah, I, I mean, there must have been, like, a hotel. To be fair, <laughs> if I was starting a business there, I would be going to every place and be like, hey, can we get discount coupons, blah, 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 you know, shit we can hand out at the end of the tour. Especially because they're, like, kind of, like it's a 30-minute drive from the city or something like that. So they could have maybe worked something out with a business, be like, hey, can you give us cheaper stay? We just need a room because sometimes being there is just too much, you know, but whatever. Um, so the next scene I have written down is Paul is in his room. He does another vlog and then he wakes up and turns on the camera and you can kind of see him like, uh, like trying to shake the stuff out of his eyes and then you see a girl just sitting in his bedroom on against a wall 
and it takes him a second. And this is probably one of the best scares in the because it's actually quite haunting because he sees the girl. And it's not a pop-up scare. It's just the constant presence of the freaky thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's not it it's barely a jump scare because he goes like what the fuck? He registers it's not Sarah or someone he knows. He gets under the covers with the camera, I guess. <laughs> um and each time he pokes his head out, the girl is like getting closer. And like the last one lasts a long time. And then he opens the sheet and she's right there. And it's just like, oh, I was just like, I had the book, my notebook yeah. in front of my face. Yeah, it, it scared me. But the note I have here is Paul broke cover rules, man. If you were <laughs> ever a kid who hid under covers, you know, once those covers come over, that shit's not moving until you wake up the next day. Like that, you tuck yourself, you make yourself a freaking, you mummify yourself. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, that's it. I, I, I mean, that's the way I was anyways as a kid. I remember if I freaked out, the covers went around, I tucked every corner. If my parents looked, they would have been like, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but oh that's God. it. You're done for the night. But he kept looking. It got worse every time. Like, he wanted to die. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> like, he's like, you know what? I can't take this uh, tension anymore. Let me just... <laughs> It was, yeah, I, anyway, Paul disappears after that scene. Was that, um, like, who was that girl, though? Like, was there, was there a character that looked like that? Was that just a girl? Like, I, I don't remember, like, seeing her before that. Like, are you talking about, like, actor-wise, or are you talking about, like, character-wise? Either. Like, what um, the hell? <laughs> I, I. Actor-wise, I thought maybe it was the interviewer. Character-wise, um, I just think the it was interviewer? the interviewer. You mean the wait? You mean the one interviewed, or the no, interviewer? No. The one like the blonde girl who is Diana. Like as they're at the end when they're going through the house and okay. that girl. Oh, I wow. thought maybe okay. it was her for a little bit. Yeah, but maybe not. We can probably check the credits, but I, I just think it was a scare. Because they already had like a bunch of haunted uh, dolls and stuff in the house. But but I'm saying, did we see that as a was there a a, a girl doll at one point? I mean, like there was that. multiple, but I don't like think that. that okay, I, I don't, don't think so. It's just because be up to that point, they were using stuff we had seen other than the cloaked figures. Yeah, like the cloaked figures. Oh, so that's one thing that needs to be said. So like throughout some of these scenes, like there'll be a cloaked figure. That either they don't see or they briefly see, and then it's not there. One of those things, yeah. But it's always a cloaked figure, and it's always a thing that was not a part of their props or something like that. I think I I skipped a scene. There was a scene with the strobe lights that was actually kind of good too. Was um, that skipped, or was that? I think that might be after actually what you were just talking about. I, I thought that was Paul. That was it was in that Paul, scene. but that's no, but that's why, right? So like at that at that point, um, oh wait, it was Paul. No, I thought, I it, thought they already so. had handed off the camera, no? Oh, so this Maybe. was a part of him losing his mind, a part of him going, like, shit's not right? Yeah, because I remember him, like, Alex going, like, I'm sorry you got scared. Oh, okay. Like, fuck you. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, so go, go into that, because that... That was a good scene, because It was a good scene, not as scary, but it's just fucked up. Like, it's like, especially... That's, for me, that was the point where I was truly like, how do you not believe him then? Yeah. You know, because, like, what the hell? How many times is he going to do this? Uh, pretty much they're in this dark hallway. They have the strobe lights. There's like mannequins. There's like two of them. 
But as the strobe lights going, and because strobe lights uh, fuck up uh, like the frame rate on a camera, uh, not fuck it up, but it shows weird. Yeah. Um, you just see this uh, person standing there and then disappearing, coming back, disappearing. And you start noticing it's getting closer. And um, the camera guy just freaks out, starts banging on the door. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Well, before that, before that, he says, how many mannequins did we have here? Because like, he's counting two, them and, and it's, it's because, yeah, because it's like more. <laughs> like it just, it looks like it's becoming more. And he's just like, what? Yeah. And then, yeah, freaks out. Bang. But uh, why was that a lot? Like, why was that a room where he had to be locked in? Like, again, there's just situations where I'm like, why are you doing this this way? I mean, it's for, for the effect, but like, I'm just yeah. like, if, I, if you're run, actually running a business here, why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, um, that door was supposed to be locked because it's part of the um like backstage behind the scenes stuff like they yeah don't want so it. it's like you're not supposed to come back here so we're gonna lock you in you go through the tour with the camera and we'll watch the footage later okay um but he freaks out and he even throws up yeah and uh again like alex the the company owner was just like i'm sorry you got scared like fuck you be a bit more is that where he finally says that? Where he's just like done with them? Yeah, and then I think the creepy girl thing happened, and then they he disappears for a while, and they try to call his number. And here's the fucked up: they're complaining about this guy. I start feeling bad for Paul, a guy I was grossed out by. Yeah. I start feeling so bad for him because it's just like they treat him like shit. He's like, oh, he disappeared back in 2005, blah, blah, for like three days. Of course he's doing this again. It's like, first of all, 2005 and it's 2009. It's been a couple years. Second of all, it's just like, you guys should just be worried about him in general, especially if he's starting to feel like uh, having these things. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't believe him, you can at least be like, oh, you know, maybe the stress is getting to him or maybe um he's having like um something going on in his life or something but no they don't give a shit about him and i mean it's all about alex because uh, they have a line yeah. like that where it's just like they're just a loyal group you know to alex and i i i feel like that is the best explanation for them kind of all fault because like so really it's alex is the asshole in this situation and yes. then the rest of them, like, yes, they're adults. They should have their own minds, but they are like followers. Like they're like, they follow him. So like the way he goes, they go. And like, I guess, I don't know if he's supposed to be the smart one of the group or whatever, but I guess if he's not worried about it, they're not going to be worried about it. It's that, that kind of thing, you know? Um, so stupid. Yeah. But that's kind of yeah. how they played it. Right. Like whatever he said, yeah. kind of just was what everyone took. So finally, like the guy who took up the camera, I think it's Tony. He's like, did anyone fucking call him, though? And Mac and Alex are just like, no. It's like, here, take my phone, call him. Actually, I think he even goes like, oh, why don't you call him now? And it seems like they don't have his phone number, which is just fucked up. So he hands him his phone, which is like a little Nokia thing. Uh, they call him, and uh, instead of like, it picks up, but then it's like a scream. And they drop the phone and it breaks. And they're like, what was that? And Alex was just like, you know what? I don't know. And walks away. So then this is where shit really gets bad. And I still don't understand how they don't leave at this point. Well, actually, it kind of gets explained, but we'll get to there. Um, they like heard the piano playing or something. 
And they come out of the room. Uh, it's Tony and Mac. I think Alex is asleep or some shit. And they come out. They, um, I might be mixing up a couple scenes here, but it's pretty much the same thing. So I'm just going to go with it. Uh, they start looking for Paul because they think he's fucking with them because he was playing on the piano earlier. And as they get down there, the piano stops. They're looking around the room and then the piano like does like one of those, like someone slammed the keys and Mm -hmm. the only thing there is a mannequin. And it's just like, not just any mannequin. Hector. Hector's vibing on the piano, man. I forgot it had a name. (laughs) Paul named him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. And then as they're like, uh, then they find the clown just sitting in a hallway. Um, They tap it to make sure it's a mannequin, which it is. They're like, who the fuck? So they move it. I'm definitely mixing up these scenes because actually what happens is they go down to the basement and I have this written down. They go to the basement and I think it's Mac who goes, be careful. You can die on these steps. And it's just like, that's a safety hazard for a fucking haunted house where people might get scared and like trip over themselves. What the fuck? (laughs) Anyway, they get down there. They're looking for Paul, actually, because they think he's the one fucking with them. And uh, they uh, all of a sudden the camera's on Mac, goes back to look at the three clowns they have, and the clowns are staring at them. Again, the, uh, the mannequins, their necks can't move. So the camera guy freaks the fuck out. They hide in like a little cellar thing, and then they come out of it, and the all the faces are facing correctly again. And then you see Paul uh, next to the pentagram, I think just up against the wall. And they're like, Paul, what the fuck? What the fuck, Paul? Like, why are you doing this? And he's in a vegetative state. And this is why they're, it's fucked up. They don't take him to a hospital or anything. They just pick him up and put him in his room. This part was interesting to me just because I I was like, well, first off, I didn't think we were going to see Paul again. Mm. So I was already like, okay. And, but then also I was like, it, it, it solves a, I feel like it made it more believable that they would move on with the haunt. Like, I know they were saying like, oh, fuck Paul. But like, like you said, that wasn't really satisfying. Like, you know, but it's like, okay, Paul's here, even though there's something clearly wrong. <laughs> um, They don't do anything to help him. Like, Alex. No. <laughs> we're just plopping him in his bed. He's tired. And then when one of the actors, the girl who I guess maybe liked him, I don't fucking know, uh, was just like, uh, I haven't seen Paul. Where's Paul? And he's like. Don't worry about Paul. He's just feeling a little under the weather. Yeah. He's in a vegetative state, motherfucker. Then the next night is when they find the clown in the hallway. They test it to make sure it's a mannequin. And they try moving it back. And I'm like, how is no one questioning how it got there? You know? It's like right by their bedrooms. So they start bringing it back and they notice... They still think it's Paul messing around. I guess, but then they see Sarah uh, in a room, and she's just staring at a wall. And as they go to, like, and they get up to her, and she's whispering something. Like, and it doesn't sound like her voice entirely. And then they try, like, Mac tries to, like, be like, Sarah, what's what's going on? She freaks the fuck out. And he has to comfort her. I'm, I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm like, okay, this is where they have to end it. And instead, like, the next scene is 
like Alex like comforting his girlfriend Sarah. And I'm like, okay, this is where it ends. They go like, you know what? This is too much. At least stop staying in the fucking hotel. <laughs> but no, they remain there. And Alex is, and then Tony gets in a huge fight with Alex about like, no, this is fucked up. This is actually haunted. What the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you? I quit. I quit. Uh, walks out and Mac chases Tony down. And goes like, hold on, at least let me just talk to you and then you can decide what to do. And then it cuts. There's like this random scene of Sarah walking in a field. And then it cuts back to Tony sitting in a like oh, a field <laughs> with tall grass. <laughs> and he's just like, does anyone else know? No, it was just me and Alex. And it's just like, like what, what, what is this scene? And it doesn't go into the full details, but pretty much it kind of alludes to that the company itself is, like, bankrupt. And so they have to do this to, I guess, at least, you know, not come out of this with debt. Which I'm just like, motherfucker, if you bought this hotel, fucking don't stay there anymore. Clean it up and then sell it to some dumb motherfucker. Sell it as a bed and breakfast. You know, like what the like you already have pretty much an electrician. They got the uh, the electric up in the house. Like, mm. and honestly, that might have been their plan to fucking do the hell house and then make it into a bed and breakfast and then just be put the memorabilia up on there and be whatever. That at least that would be my plan to make money out of this bullshit. Mm. Uh, but then Tony's like, okay, I guess I'll stay. Like what? <laughs> No, that's not your concern. You're an employee. Yeah, right. <laughs> you fu- if you want to be really nice about it, don't go like go go don't go to the labor laws to get your last check if you want to be nice about it. <laughs> but instead he's like he stays and then him and Alex first of all, Alex is doing like a, you know, oh today's opening day, blah blah blah, and he is so out of it. He seems so like lost you know he's just like um so yeah this isn't our first time it's gonna go good that was basically the like hey opening night speech that you gave yeah it's it's just like how is everyone else not just like "Uh, okay whatever i mean because the situation maybe like maybe it's like you know that's point where he's like okay Either he's accepting that, yeah, weird shit's happening, or he just feels bad because, like, this isn't how all the other opening days have been, right? All the other opening yeah. days, it was excitement. They had everyone, they, you know, and they were, you know, but this is like they're barely getting there and it's just falling yeah, like apart, right? Sarah in front of is kind of mentally out of it. Um, Paul is in a vegetative state. And every time they had an argument, because they had like three <laughs> arguments uh, throughout the movie. Each time, Alex was just like, lower your fucking voice. You don't want to scare the actors. So yeah. they were keeping the actors out of the dark. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, you're an asshole. <laughs> anyway, opening night. <laughs> I don't think I'm missing anything between those, right? Not anything important, I don't believe. Yeah. So opening night happens, and we get to see more footage because they're recording everything on the cameras. Uh, they have the handheld camera. They have like a head-mounted camera. 
So they're recording all this so we see more than what the YouTube video showed us in the beginning. And it actually does a good job of interlacing the YouTube video going with like, oh, you see this happening and that happening. Um, so you get a little bit more context why um, the clown is running away, why um, this um, one, the um, staff is running into a back door. I guess pretty much from the basement we'll start with, right? There is a cloaked figure or two, it's kind of hard to tell, in the background. And the girl who is chained up, and they cut her nightgown. It could have just been a nightgown. Like, what she was wearing was fine. I don't know why they had to cut it to show, you know. It does, but at the same time, like, especially with this group of people, that was not, that was the least surprising. That didn't throw me off at all, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, that again, that's why they got, like, a... A, a person who they probably felt would just do kind of, you know, whatever it's, you know, if you watch, we were just talking about earlier how we watch all these horror or I, if I've watched horror movies or whatever, that's kind of like a part of it. Right. Like, right. They're young and dumb, but there's always like sex involved. There's always nudity, whatever, you know, like it's always over, over the top in that way. Let's go with the character's age, not the actor's age, because, you know, they always skew younger. Yeah. Or um, when it comes, was Alex supposed to be like 23, 25 or something? I don't know. I didn't think about because it that he, much more. He was like, I was just like, yeah, I'm about Alex's age, you know, 30 ish. Yeah. Maybe he's like 28 or something. Uh-huh. Like, I, I know better. Like, because they're even like in the beginning, they're like, we don't have cameras down there. We need someone big because we're going to have a half naked girl down there. And if someone starts like grabbing her or whatever, being rapey. And so it's like, you could have done more. You could have done yeah. so much more for her. Yeah. And the fact that you didn't is just, it, it says something about your persons to me. Yeah. Because I, I even wrote it down. Like, uh, they could have done so much more. Like I said, like having a key in her hand, having mm -hmm. multiple keys, having actual, not that manacle bullshit where it was at the, um, pretty much her um, forearms. That's where it was cuffed pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, instead of like around the wrist where she would have like, first of all, that couldn't have been comfortable, but whatever. Especially if they're doing like what? Um, eight hour. Night. They said uh, it starts at 8 PM. So let's just say they go two o'clock in the morning, five to six hours. It's just like, wow, that's shitty. Anyway, so a cloak figure shows up in the corner. Uh, the girl is screaming, this isn't, this isn't part of this. Help me, help me. And, and Joey gets up and runs away. <laughs> Immediately. As soon as he sees these figures that are not supposed to be there, and she's screaming, this is not a part of the show, he just literally gets up and takes off. He's the first one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's just like he wow, at his fuck job you. immediately. <laughs> uh, so she's screaming, and because it has um, so many people in the house, like each tour is maybe like five people, and I, it looks like there's like five to ten like tours in the house, though. I, it yeah, felt like I, a lot. I, it was it was a lot going on. Um, but I also I understand like panic can take over a group. More, like even more easily than like an individual like you know what i mean like yeah. it, it kind of it like becomes like a domino effect right yeah but and i mean it doesn't help the movie and this happens in all kinds of horror movies not just like a low budget one like this 
But like the fact that no one helped her, because it w- yeah, it was two figures and they're scary. But there's like twenty of you right here right now. Beat their fucking asses. You know what I mean? Like what the hell? They just took off. I I wonder. Is this explained? Like, did they think it was real or were they just getting so scared that they, they did? They think, oh, even though she's screaming, this is not a part of the show. Did they still think it was? But they were like, this is becoming Maybe. too much and everyone's running now. So I'm just going to run. Like, I'm just like, how do you not? How does nobody do anything? Well, not only that, there's like weird noises. So maybe like the cloak figures are summoning something. It's mm. kind of left vague because the camera runs away from the scene. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, when they were showing the uh, hotel, you see, like, bloody handprints and stuff. Who the fuck knows what those people did? You know, the cloaked figures. So, now they're showing all the things, and they're showing how Sarah's, like... Well, the way people view, like, you know, satanic cults or whatever, like, or, like, these ones that don't... It's, like, usually there's, like, sacrifice. So, it's, like, I don't know that they summoned anything. It was just more, like, they probably sacrificed her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> weird. Um, so they start showing how Sarah went with uh, went to go get Mac. Mac said to go upstairs to the attic where I guess the control center was. Um, Mac's helping people get out, and then I think he also like somehow gets with her, and they go to the attic where you see Alex hanging by mm. a chain that they showed earlier, and he's choking to death. And then more shadowy figures showed up and, like, attack Mac. And that's where, like, the camera dropped. But then there's, like, another camera that Sarah grabs, which was probably more the handheld one. And I'm assuming she grabbed it because it has a light. That is my only guess why she would grab that stupid-ass camera. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the interview and, uh, you know... I, I don't know, but I wrote down pretty much uh, because she says, oh, nothing happened from getting from the attic and leaving. And I'm like, huh, weird. Creepy ass girl uh, is not a great interview subject <laughs> because she looks haunted. Yeah. Like, I don't even remember if in the beginning of the movie, if she was, looked like that, but she looks like three degrees pale. No, I don't think she did. Or. Or maybe she, she's just doing a good job of selling, like, that distant, yeah. lost look thing going on. But, yeah, she just looks, like, totally fucked up. <laughs> like, and she hasn't recovered at all. And here's the thing. The interviewer is just, like, um, asking, like, a bunch of questions now. And Sarah, uh, the present tense Sarah in the interview is just like, I'm sorry, I, I, I need to rest. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, like, she gets up after they unmic her and stuff, which was a cute uh, little extra, I think, <laughs> um, of detail. And, but she gets up and she's like, uh, if you need me, I'm in, ho- I'm in, my hotel room is 2C. And then she goes, have you been to the house? First of all, they keep calling it a house instead of a hotel, which is a little mm-hmm. odd to me. But um, they're like, have you been to the house? And they're like, we've been outside, but we don't really have the permit to get in. And it's kind of boarded up. And, and Sarah's just like, is that the only thing stopping you? You should go in the house. And it's just like, so I wrote down, 
Creepy girl uh, says, hey, break into the murder house. Okay. Yeah, and that's really their reaction, because they're just like, you think? You think we should? <laughs> well, actually, I shouldn't say they. The one interviewing, but the there's like the other guy kind of going like, should we though? <laughs> you know, like the one who's like reviewing the tapes is like, yeah, sure, do what do what you want. The uh, like host of I guess of the documentary, she's like, yeah, fuck it, let's just do it. And the camera guy was just like, I don't know, I this seems dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like we we should get permission to do, if we were to. Um, but she's like, nah, come with me. They go, they ask the hotel staff, like, hey, if the girl in 2C comes asking for us, just let her know that we're out for a little bit. And they're like, we don't have a 2C. So they're like, oh, can you, do you have a Sarah at the uh, hotel? We don't have a Sarah at the hotel at all. And the camera's guy's like, who kind of just wants to be done for the day, I feel, was just like, she's probably under a different name. Just, if some girl asks for us, just tell her we're not here. And they leave. And then that's where they start intersplicing footage that the other guy, I think his name is like Michael, uh, because he's reviewing the tapes. Um, he finds a scene where Sarah finds the camera. She's running away and she finds um, Paul standing there. And she's like, oh, my God, Paul, thank God you're we need to get out of here blah blah, hugging him. And then she, like she backs up because he's not reacting. And then he. And this is what happens between her leaving the attic to the door, right? That's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had questions. Like, I was kind of confused towards the end there. But yeah, that's. Okay. So that's that night. Okay. Yeah. So, and then Paul is just like, I guess, knocks the camera out of her hand, pushes her down or some shit. Then you see the camera get picked up, and then you see it being bashed into something that sounds fleshy, which is Sarah. Uh, which, by the way, this reminded me of, of a scene. I don't know if you've ever seen these movies, but Grave Encounter and Grave Encounter 2. I haven't. Those are good movies if those are still available on streaming. It used to be on Netflix. If you liked this movie, I definitely say go see, go watch those because it's, those are pretty good movies too. And they have a lot of good, um, it's, it's weird because it's also haunted asylum, but also kind of like architectural, like why are you, you watching all these scary movies? <laughs> I like horror films, apparently. I did not know this. Which is hilarious, which is <laughs> hilarious because I'm a wuss. <laughs> but I do, and I've been reading horror novels, which we can talk about later, because I want to suggest one to you. Actually, I'll suggest it now, so other people, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, go look up um, My Heart is a Chainsaw. I'm blanking on the um, the author's name. If I remember to put in the the notes i will but it's a good movie and it's all about it's kind of like a very homage to slasher films like 80 slasher films so i'm wondering if you might enjoy that even more because all it did for me was remind me how good scream was i'm like yeah scream's a really good fucking movie but it's talking about all these um like um niche kind of references and stuff like that anyway niece shut <laughs> That will be follow our YouTube channel. That's all I'm gonna say for that. <laughs> anyway, he beats the shit out of uh, Sarah. He puts the camera down, and you see Sarah's face, and it's all bloodied up, and it gets dragged away. But you still see the guy's like, um, 
pants legs. So it's not him pulling her away. And then they kind of does it show like like a transformation of like Paul turning into Sarah or some shit. Like no, what? I'm <laughs> I, I imagine that. Okay, that's fine. If that happened, I did not see it. <laughs> but I guess like uh, he walks away and uh, back at the hotel where the interviewer is like walking through, they get a phone call from the guy reviewing the tapes and they ignore it. They're like, oh, we'll talk to him when we get back. Who cares? Because the girl is so into this. I'm like, wow, you really like haunted house kind of stuff. But I also wrote down, she is really jolly in a place where people recently died. Like, there is still bloodstains. No one came and cleaned up the place. It, it reminded me of, uh, what's the character, the, the, the reporter from the Scream movies, though? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That, okay, maybe. Like, super into it. This is what's going to get her famous. You know, this is what's going to, this is the story she needs. Yeah, maybe that was what was going on. Partially, but you're you're right though. It to like it just seemed like she was really into it too though. Like yeah. she was like, This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like playing with all the mannequins and playing and touching the piano. And it's just like there's probably blood on that fucking piano. What the fuck? So they they can't find a way to the basement because it's blocked off. Um just like debris. Uh, who knows why? So they're walking around trying to find other ways around the ho- uh, uh, the hotel, and they find two C, and it's a locked door from the outside, which to me is already weird. What kind of fucking hotel is this? Did that not strike you as weird, or is this now striking you as weird right now? No, it. it I mean, it didn't strike me as weird only because, like you're saying, what kind of hotel is this? But it's an abandoned hotel. Like that was probably not there back when it was a hotel. You know, it, this is this the, the satanic cult that's taken over this hotel has probably put that there, you know? Yeah. So the camera guy is like, no, we need to get the fuck out of here. There's no way she's in there. This is creepy. We need to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I did. We're not here to go into that room. And the interviewer is just like, well, I am. Unlocks it, <laughs> opens the door and sees Sarah sitting there staring out a window. And they're like, Sarah? Honey, are you okay? And she turns around and you see the bloody face. They're like, what the fuck? Door closed. Uh, There's now two figures into the room and they start screaming. End credits. I have a question. Yeah. The bloody face, was that new blood or was that from like, did it look like from when she was beaten? Because I was so confused. I think it was when she was beaten. So that's, I'm like, how did she look so normal? Well, normal, you know, quotes. Um, air quotes that maybe why I kind of um had it in my head like there was some kind of double ganger kind of thing going on, like that wasn't her in the interview, but the one in that room might have been the real one, mm. or the real one might have died that night. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. It seems like she's like undead or something, it's very vague. And maybe what happened to Paul happened to her. Yeah, because he also, when she found him, he did not look right. And I'm just saying about staring off, he just looked like dead. <laughs> yeah. He did not look like himself. Yeah, that's the movie. Uh, the way I thought of this idea was, I want you to guess what I would rate it at. But I'm, I want to start, uh, how did you feel about the movie overall? It's kind of mixed, because like, it's not a great movie. That's fair. But it's 
definitely fun to watch once through. And and then for me personally, like I always like have a soft spot for like a movie that's done on a shoestring budget that like anybody could do this. You know what I mean? So it's like the fact that, but also they did a really good job to make it seem somewhat professional. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I would have watched it in theaters and had the same reaction. I wouldn't have been like, Oh, I can't believe I wasted my money to see this. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I've watched a lot of stupid horror movies and some of them are really fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, like really fucking bad. Yeah. But this one, it felt like, oh, they had like a little casting crew. They went in knowing what the fuck they wanted to do. And I think they did a good job. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's my point. Like they, they did what they wanted to do. They made, you know, it, it's, it's a decent movie. I'm just saying like, it, you know, it's not like a great movie. It's just, they, yeah. it just, what they wanted to do, they got done. I don't know that I would watch it again necessarily other than maybe like in a situation like that, like you, you wanted to show me. So then, you know, you end up rewatching it. But like, other than that, I probably wouldn't rewatch it. Um, but there's, I'm just, I keep thinking about that director's cut now because I'm like, there's still too much at times in this, even though they were able to cut it down to 90 minutes, you know, and not enough yeah. in other things, you know? Cause yeah. like, so I know that part of it is like the mystique, like that makes it scary. But I wanted to know more in the end about what was happening, you know? And the whole thing is, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, uh, they, they have like, actually it's not end credits. Cause it cuts to like, you know, like those final lines on a black screen, like text where it's like telling you like, you know, this was never explained or so that's the thing they say it's unexplainable. And I'm like, that's a cop out. So this wasn't a documentary. Like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't, the like if it was okay. So as a movie, a horror movie, it's successful. If this was a real world documentary, it'd be fucking useless. <laughs> like, I would get nothing out of this. You know what I mean? Like, why'd you, you, you made this to scare me not to give me answers. You know what I mean? Mm. And like, if you're going to do a documentary, I feel like you need some answers, you know? And I guess like the, you just got to chalk it up to like, yeah, yeah, it was some kind of cult and that was it. You know, but yeah, but how is Sarah like undead? Like, okay, they did a ritual, but then you had the question where you think like she might have been a double like during the interview. It's like, okay, well, what was going on there? Like, I don't know, just like little things that it's just like, yeah, what the heck? Oh, oh, okay, no, another thing. Um, why was she speaking in a different language in that whole situation if they hadn't gotten to her before the end of the movie? I mean, before the end of the haunt. You know, or when it got shut down, like, like that was weird, you know? Yeah, she seems to be, like, in the middle of being possessed, but not fully there. It's just, see, I guess the thing is, like, you're just throwing a bunch of random things that are known to be a part of, like, horror movies and, like, some kind of ritual. Like, again, their understanding of, like this stuff is minimal. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, we're just going to have rituals of some kind where it's going to be satanic in some way. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all just like vague kind of just enough, but I don't know. I like, I, like I said, I still give it a lot of credit. Like they just went in there with like a small group of people and they made a movie. It's a movie. It's a successful movie. Yeah. I mean, Uh, so successful. I got two sequels. (laughs) And uh, so before I get too much into my own opinion, uh, I want you to guess what I would rate it. Now, I normally rate things in a five-point scale with point fives. Yeah. Well, before I get to, to, to that, I, the, I guess mm-hmm. just more about the movie itself is just, I do wish 
I liked the characters more. Because then I might mm. have not cared about, I wouldn't have had time to think about all these little details because I would have just been so worried for them. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it goes to what you were telling me about Jaws, right? If you have them, that 75% of the way, the rest of the, it doesn't matter, you know? So they didn't have me, the 75%. It took a while for me to get into it. It was more like that yeah. first scare where I was really like, oh shit, okay, they're doing something here. Because it was actually scary, <laughs> you know? Um, and then from there on, I feel like the movie rolls and then it just kind of ends before I kind of was satisfied with what was happening. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and then as far as like a score, like, wait, do you, my score, I, 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 I feel weird. Like if you don't feel comfortable saying a score for yourself, you said uh, on a you scale of five, guess mine. well, I guess yeah. I would give it, and this is not a bad score. You know, my, my view, views on scores have, like, changed a bit, right? So I There's think I would a reason it, why I go with a five-point scale. I think it makes more sense in my head. Why? What is, what is the reason, though, if you have point fives? Uh, my point five have always been, let's just say I gave something a two, which means it's mediocre, but there was something there. Yeah. Uh, not enough to make it a three, but there was something there. So that's my, like, uh, reviewer tilt. That point five to just be like, there's yeah, but, but there's I'm something saying, here. Listen to me. I mean, I don't. This isn't what this video is about. But I guess I, I think we've I've tried to get this answer from you before, and you've never really explained it. Is if okay. you're gonna have point fives though, why wouldn't you just have a ten point scale with no point fives? Uh, because I don't. I think it's too granular. You know. But it's literally the same. You have a ten point scale technically. Technically, <laughs> but the way I see it is the point fives are. Like this extra thing, I can't say like um, threes are rarely used. I use a two, you know, I mainly use two, four, uh, six, you know, and only like those other numbers are like rarely used. Yeah. Instead, the point five is just this thing I rarely, uh, not rarely use, but I, there needs to be a reason in my hearts of hearts to give it a point five. Like there's just something here I cherish. Okay. Well, on that scale, I guess for me, it'd be like a 2.5. Cause like I said, I don't think it's like a great movie. It does what it needs to do. It's good. And, and like, that's where like why I would put the 0.5 is like, I, I appreciate what they were able to do. They gave me scares. I had a good time. And, but like I said, my, my, the way I would review something now is different than when we used to like do stuff like this. So like, that's still not a bad score. From, from me no. like before that would have been a bad score the way i used to yeah. do it you know but like 2.5 is like it was it was good it was a good time and i i would tell someone what actually i did tell someone to watch it i was oh, talking good. to chris and i told him like i don't remember how we started talking about anything horror related but i was like you know i just watched this movie hell house llc and and then i told him one of the main reasons i liked it was because it you know is this independent movie where they just it's like it's not quite one location but it's essentially a one location you oh, know, yeah, yeah. thing so i was like that's impressive to me you know so like i i enjoyed that and then i don't know like i i can't i don't know if you would also give it a 2.5 or if you would give it a three but i i is it higher are you, did you love this movie? Like, are, are you at like 3.54? <laughs> You're just gonna have to tell me because. Uh, uh, I, I think I would, I was going between a three and a 3.5. And I, th I think I might go with 3.5 because they could have done 
a very cheap scares, but all the scares felt so good. Like the clown uh, in the hallway, the um, the girl, that was the scariest part, that girl just sitting in that room. The scares aren't even, I don't know, you know how like there's some movies, like I recently watched the first Chucky because I'm trying to figure out why I'm so scared of that stupid fucking doll. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I realized I never watched the first Chucky. Uh, but throughout the movie, I'm just waiting because everyone who sees that mo- movie knows what it is. It's a doll coming to live. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I assume that's even from like when it f- was first released. I don't know if they kept that a secret or not. But throughout the whole movie, you're just like the anticipation of the doll actually doing something on camera. Where here, it's just like, I'm waiting for something scary. I'm waiting for something scary. But I'm also kind of into this group dynamic. I don't like anyone. I feel bad for Sarah. I, 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 and actually, the, like, the reason why I'm like, Paul is such a main character is because I went from hating Paul to being, um, like, feeling bad for him and then very concerned for him. I'm like, why do, why do you guys not care about Paul? Yeah. I I guess well first off did you have it as a 3 before you rewatched it like that's kind of what you came into it with and then it's bumped up to a 3.5 now Yeah actually? I think I think I went into it uh the first time as 3 and then watching it again it was a 3.5 and even though I uh knew I pretty much remembered all the scares they still got me which was funny Yeah no I look it is a horror movie. And th- the first things you mentioned was like the scares. That's why I'm like, you know, it's successful. But where you said like, oh, I'm into this character dynamic, even though I don't like the character. That I, I guess I need to someone, you know, I needed someone to like be able to anchor myself. And Paul becomes that person, but I don't like him. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I, I wish I did, you know, like they could have done just like little things where I'm like more invested in his character you know because like yeah i i they they wrapped me in so that's why again it's it's successful but like i wish that was like from the beginning i wish like i cared from the beginning and you know when paul gets out of the picture i didn't think we were gonna see paul again and i kind of just i was surprised when he came back and i was like you know that was kind of exciting even though you know it doesn't really like you said in a vegetative state until we see him in that tape I kind of was able to move on, even though it was like, how was everyone else moving on? Like they're moving on. Eventually I did too. You know what I mean? Like, I wish I was more attached to any one of these characters. It could have been Paul. It could have been Sarah. It could have been, you know what I mean? Like if the actress, um, was, a a character, she wasn't a character in this movie. Oh yeah. No, Sarah could have had a much larger plot, but she was always kind of in the background well, I'm not even um, talking about Sarah. I'm talking about the actress, like the hired actress. Oh, Sam? So, yeah, like I could have felt so much worse if she was a character. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, she, like, was, she was nothing. But honestly, I, 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 and maybe this comes from the second viewing. I'm just, because I know what happens. I was just like this poor fucking girl. And again, in my head, I'm like, she's like 17 or something because she looks so young. But, but imagine, she's like imagine if they just give her like one good scene like like because because the scenes that they have her in where she's like excited like that could have been you could have done more just give her a couple lines where it's like why is she doing this like you know what i mean like and like 
make you be like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. they take that and it's like, oh, yeah. fuck you. You know, just, li- it's just little things like that, that I think could have made it a three, at least on the first view. Like you went from a three to a 3.5 after a second view. Maybe I would like it more, but it's like, I wanted to care about some of these characters a little bit more. Um, some of the dialogue was a little like, uh. um, also the beginning of the movie was just like there was things I liked, but it was also kind of a mess. And like, you know, that's why like there was stuff that I was laughing about. And, um, you know, you were like, you know, you don't think it was intentional. Some I, I, I think. I like that stuff more if it was intentional and I hope it was. And the only reason why I say that is because like there was stuff that. W- OK, this had to be intentional The when they were like the tragedy, the YouTube clip um, and the things that like the camera would focus on and like they would like slow it down and make it somber. Remember, they show the the kitchen rack falling over <laughs> and then it oh, just yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's like a sad like oh that had to be on purpose. Like that was funny and it had to be on purpose, you know. So I hope that there was a little bit like, you know, humor into the, you know, decisions that they were making in the beginning. I just wish that that also could have maybe kept up a little bit more like you can in, you can cut the horror with comedy. You know, it's just but once the horror starts, it becomes like serious. And I I don't have a problem with that either. You can do that. But I'm just saying, like, you had to do something to at least for me, you know, to to keep me like at that, like peak engagement, I guess, in the movie. Like it had the highs were high. You know, I was like, this is great stuff. But there's a lot of stuff in between and definitely at the beginning where I'm just like, you know, and then also there's the fact, like I said, that it doesn't come together in the end the way. I would have hoped I would have wanted a little bit more. And I don't know if the sequels do anything towards that. Um, I, I, you know, reviews aren't everything, but I saw that the first one is well-reviewed and the sequels are not <laughs> like they're <laughs> terribly reviewed. So I'm kind of like worried, like, like, should I watch the sequel? Have you seen the sequels? No, I want to before I end my uh, shutter subscription. Okay. So I, I don't know that. Yeah, that's just where I'm at. I just wanted some more character development or a couple more answers or a little bit uh, a few more things just like, you know. Either if not expanded upon, just cleaned up a bit, like just some lines just could have really not made me cringe. <laughs> and then that would have made maybe a world of difference. You know, I don't know. So I, I watched this movie. Uh, I made a list of horror movies to watch. And I think it was one of the better ones. There weren't... First of all, half of these are not even horror films. But let me just read out the ones I did watch. Hell House uh, LLC. Channel Zero, which is a television show on Shudder. It was also on Sci-Fi. If you ever get Shudder, that's something to watch. It's not bad. Uh, Host on Shudder. And I feel like I watched something else. Oh, The Blair Witch Project. Which, have you ever watched that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious now, especially with some of the stuff you said about this movie. Uh, what are your feelings about that movie? I, honestly, I'll have to rewatch it because I watched it like back when it came out. I remember liking it. I, but I was also much younger. But I remember like being kind of freaked out and then also being obsessed with how they did it with nothing. You know? Mm, like yeah, yeah. I think that was probably one of the first movies where I was like, "You can do that. <laughs> you can just grab a camera and film nothing and and make it come, you know, <laughs> compelling." And and then it, 
that I think that was the most profitable movie ever made at one point, if it's still not. Uh, definitely, definitely. At one point it was. Yeah. Well, I ended up watching that and uh, I watched that on Halloween and it was me and my mom was home and she was trying to get me to watch the new Michael Myers movie. But I was like, ah, we have to pay for this separate thing, blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, I, I'm telling her, I want to watch The Blair Witch Project. She's like, well, I don't want to watch that. It, it was a bad movie. I'm like, okay. I watched it, and I completely understand why she did not like it. Because it does not... She wanted, like, a monster. She wanted to see something. Yeah. And that whole movie, there is nothing. It's just... It's up to you to decide, is there really a witch? But, but- is the... Yeah, yeah. I, I so I vaguely remember. Again, I really need to rewatch it because, like, I really don't remember a lot. But I do remember that point, and that's the difference I think between that and this, though, is because this there is something for sure. They just don't want to tell you what it is, you know, right? Because they don't know. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I guess it shows just enough. Yeah. Um. And and just to get my uh thoughts out on Blair Witch Projects. I liked it. I understood completely why my mom did not. Mm-hmm. I remember going to bed and because you know I work the night shift, I go to bed during the day. And I was just creeped the fuck out. I was closing my eyes. And you know how you have that feeling of like I can't go to bed. Something's going to kill me. Yeah. I had I mean, that I had that feeling. That's good. I mean, that to Hell House LLC's credit, Michelle had that feeling because we watched it before I um, had to go to sleep to go to work and I work overnight. She was like texting me and calling me when I was at work. <laughs> she was like, I just don't want to, <laughs> like, she's like, you know, I, I don't want to leave the room. <laughs> she's like, I don't want to open a door. <laughs> like, so like, you know, it, it, it was scary. It's just, yeah. yeah. How is she with horror in general or is terrible? Just... It's so funny okay. too, because when I met her, she, she, I don't know what she, who she thought she was. But she was like, oh, I want to watch horror movies. Every Halloween, like for like the first two years, she was like, oh, we don't watch horror movies on Halloween. Like she was complaining about it. Third year, or I think it was third year. I was like, all right, we're going to watch horror movies. Like two horror movies in, she was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh. <laughs> and so now I try to get her to watch like one, you know. This year we actually watched more than one because I got her to watch Nightmare on Elm Street. And so we went through the series. We didn't do all of We did one, two, three, and then Wes Craven's new Nightmare because I feel like that's all you okay. need to watch. Um, and she, she thought the movies were great, but she was also like, I don't know how much I can take. And I was like, well, we only have one more or two more. I, I, the, the third one, I, have you watched Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, I, it's been a while, but like more than the first or I've definitely seen more than the first, but I've, um, cause I like, tell you which ones I've seen. All right. Cause like the original trilogy is, I think good. And but the third one's like almost like a a fantasy film, not just a horror. I film. think I definitely saw that one because it's kind of like the actor. Like, is that the one? Like, there's a painting of Freddy. The the one where it's the actors, it's a uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh okay. Yeah. No, the one I'm talking about um, is like a fantasy because the like protagonist like. They learn to like control like their dreams a bit. Like they each have like a ability in the dreams, and that's how they like team up against Freddy. No, it's good. It's good. I'm telling you. Okay. Uh, I'm telling you. It's the second best one. I think. I think it goes like the original, that one, which is it's called Dream Dream Warriors or something like that. 
Anyways, uh, but the, it's that the first one, the third one, and then the one you were talking about, which is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Those are okay. like my three favorite ones. Again, sidetracked, but yeah. Well, that's that's us then. That's that's oh yeah. So let's just bring it back to the movie. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Not really. I just I well, I do have a quick because you brought up Blair Witch Project. Like again, I was younger. I don't know how I feel about it now, but were the performances better in Blair Witch than they were in this? Oh, you know, I'm not the best one to ask that. Okay, because I feel like I, I, I don't know if it's true, but I, that's what I feel. I feel like when I watched it, I bought them so much more. In this one, like the person who does the best job is Paul. And that's why you care. Yeah. Because you believe yeah. it. You believe, oh man, he's in a nightmare situation. He knows it. Nobody believes him. And that's, that's shitty, you know? And it's supposed to be his friends. Yeah, especially like when you're thinking about other like horror films, there's like a group of people who are being fucked with and then no one else believes them. But when it's just a single person, it's just like, oof. Especially when all these other people are witnessing these things, you know? Yeah. And they're just. It'd be different, like they called the cops one night. The cops came and went, like, it's a dummy, dummy. Or what's wrong with you kids? <laughs> like, but yeah. So yeah, I, I I think we said everything we wanted to say about Hell House LSD. I I think it's a good movie. I would actually recommend it to um if you didn't watch it and listen to this, you're crazy. But I would probably recommend this movie to like people. I think it would be really good as like a group movie. You know, you and like five other people just watching it. You know, maybe talking shit at parts and then yeah, you know, the horror happens. Or even just like um maybe for some people who are not so into the horror watching horror movies in general, I don't think it's that bad. Like it really has one or two really like ooh. Like a lot of the scares are kinda like quick. The girl scene and everything else is kinda like just slowed played, like uh Sarah, there's like some moments where you see she's like not herself. Oh, one of the things I actually want to talk about, I had a theory that Alex was in on the house. He became part of the cult before all this. Mm. Like he was looking for a haunted house. He found Abaddon Hotel. He's checking it out. And whatever cult or whatever demons, whatever, like didn't possess him like to the extent that Sarah and Paul did but maybe manipulated him to have everything there to ignore everything. And then when everything happened on the night, because what the cult or whatever it was, the shadow figures, what they wanted was a sacrifice and they wanted as many people as possible. That is my like uh head cannon of why this happened. So that's a, uh, you just reminded me that a bunch of people died. Do we see that other than, you know, the actress and, um, I, and like Paul, like, do we, we don't see any of like the guests like actually die, do we? No, the most we see is like, um, people screaming, the bloody handprints and the blood on the floor. And it's in the beginning, it says multiple, uh, fatalities, which you could just say, oh, that could be all the staff, because only one staff made it out of there alive. Presumably, we found out that Sarah survived. Oh, this is just a random thing, because I, I mentioned it earlier, and I was like, I'll wait till the end, um, where I was like trying to figure out, is this like 
a completed documentary. What's the deal with this documentary? Because at the end, I, I mean, yeah, this is where you brought about it. Um, yeah, it specifically says um, that the public still doesn't know. And I'm like, well, if I'm watching a documentary on it, it's available for everyone. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Uh, maybe it got put on YouTube. It got like 200 views. It's like, good, uh, good horror film. Good uh, fan film. Maybe that's like the take they take. I don't who, know. who got the uh, the final tape from the interviewer and her cameraman? That's the thing. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe because the house wants more people. They this is kind of taking from Grave Encounters, but um, maybe the house sent it to the cameraman. <laughs> who knows? Or you know, that's the disbelief of stupid horror films. Yeah. But yeah, that was a Hell House LLC. I think it's really good. Go check it out. Um, maybe as a bonus video on YouTube or as a bonus podcast. Probably not tonight. Uh, you and me can watch the trailers for Hell House 2 and 3 and just get some opinions. I've seen bits and pieces, let's just say, of Hell House 2 and it... Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, thank you for listening to us. If you want to follow us, uh, hit subscribe on whatever uh, podcast app you are using. We also have multiple social things, uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Go follow the, those. Instagram will just have funny clips. Uh, oh, we also have a TikTok, which will have funny clips or clips. Maybe they're not funny. I don't know. <laughs> we'll also have YouTube, which will have... Uh, the episode's on in one way or the other, and also bonus scenes. Anyway, thank you for listening, and go review us. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff we probably should have said. There's also, maybe in the beginning, we should have mentioned how we were going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Label it spoiler <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah, well, we'll figure that out. I can also probably put a thing in the beginning. But yeah, thanks for watching, and have a great day.